choose life or death. Dr. Kelly Reeve. Chapter 13, Low Blood Sugar. Approximately 80% of the people that are classified as having epilepsy and on Dilantin or other drugs are not epileptic. They have low blood sugar. The low blood sugar is causing seizures. There are no two seizures alike. No one by watching can tell the difference in whether it is epileptic seizure or a low blood sugar seizure. The RBGI tests are the only tests that differentiate between an epileptic and a low blood sugar seizure. A 27-year-old girl was brought in from Daytona Beach to be tested in Orlando and had been on Dilantin since she was two and a half years old. After the tests were made, I said to her, so you think you were an epileptic? The people who had brought her were her neighbors and said, we know she's an epileptic because she had a seizure on the way over here. Now, I'm not talking about seizure. I'm talking about the cause of seizures, I said. I thought the lady had lied to me about her age because she looked 47 or 48 old, years old because she lived in fear of the next seizure. She was having as high as 15 seizures a day as she had to have someone with her around the clock. The Dilantin and anything else they had tried was wearing out to where it was no longer effective. I said to the lady, I have news for you. You are not an epileptic. You are having low blood sugar seizures. You may or may not believe me. I am going to give you food, which I want you to begin taking now. Take it until you eat supper tonight. Then I'm going to give you a diet, and I want you to follow it. I want to see you in two weeks. If you do exactly what I tell you, you will not have any more seizures. She did not believe me. Neither did the people who were with her. Now they really thought I was a quack. I made up for her what can be made in most ordinary kitchens. It was just a matter of mixing juices together that would fit her body chemistry. It was something to keep her blood sugar from dropping too low. In a week, the neighbors who had brought her called saying, This girl has not had a seizure since starting on the diet. I didn't expect her to have any seizures. Bring her back in another week, I said. They brought her back and I gave her a diet to follow and I told her to come back in two months. In two months when she came back, she looked her age. I then asked her to return in three months. When she came back, she looked 20 years old. A year later, she was able to get her driver's license. And a year later, she was happily married. This is just one of the cases of a missed diagnosis and the suffering this girl had gone through for nearly 25 years could have been eliminated if the RBGI test had been used. Another case was a 30-year-old man who was the head computer operator in a modern company in Orlando. The job was demanding so much of his time until he was about to lose his family. He was called on almost day and night and had no time for his young family. He had taken a contract to put a computer system into the hospital. After a few years, he began having very serious migraine headaches, and they were getting worse. It was on Labor Day 1960 that he called me from the hospital. Do you have a headache now, I asked. Yes, he said. Get someone to drive you to my lab. I can get you over the migraine in approximately 30 minutes. I had to work him in between others needing dietary guidance on the biblical health message. I had already been arrested two or three times, so it didn't make any difference if I got arrested again. Those who instigated my arrest had forbidden the doctors to use my services, and the doctors who used my services or wished to talk to me personally about their cases came to me by night. I told the girl in the office that the man was coming and to test him as soon as he came and to bring me the results of the test. When she brought the test, I made up for the man four ounces of juice to sip slowly for 30 minutes. 
I gave it to the girl to give him and didn't even go through the mat. I said, I just said, give him this and tell him to sit very slowly for 30 minutes and his headaches would stop when the 30 minutes were over. This was not a drug. This was a food that can be found in most homes. Tell him I don't mean 28 minutes and I don't mean 29 minutes. I mean sip it 30 minutes. But probably before the 30 minutes are over, the headache will stop. And as soon as the headache stops, you have him come and knock at the door. 19 or 20 minutes later, he knocked at the door and I said, come in. He came in and I said, so you are the person who had the headache, are you? Yes, he said, I want five gallons of that stuff. You don't need any of that anymore at all, I said. What do you mean? This is the first thing that stopped my headaches. I was told just today to either get rid of the headaches or my company is going to get rid of me. I told them, you are the doctor. You get rid of it. I'll do anything you say. They said, that's beside the point. You get rid of the headaches or we'll get rid of you. And that is why I called you. Now then, you've got me rid of the headache with this for the first time. I want five gallons of it. I said, I'm sorry, but you don't need five gallons of it. The numbers indicate your problem is tuna fish. You're allergic to tuna fish. Don't eat any more tuna fish and you won't have any more headaches. I like tuna fish. I eat it three or four times a week, he said. Well, that's what's causing your headache. There may be something else you're allergic to. Come to see me in four to six weeks and let me know. But if you leave tuna fish alone, you won't have any more headaches, I said. After five weeks, he called saying, Mr. Reams, no more headaches, no more tuna fish. I'm fine. Tuna fish in this man's system was creating a pancreatic enzyme reaction, which was causing a displacement or confusion of the potassium oxygen for the brain and was short-circuiting before the blood got in his brain because of the particular poisoning this was to his system. What I'm saying is that allergies are a mineral deficiency. This is how accurate the RBTI tests are. In this case, you may ask, well, how come if you eat tuna fish that has mineral in it that created a mineral deficiency? The minerals in the fish prevented the minerals that he needed from being available. In other words, the digested fish created a catalyst which prevented the potassium and oxygen from performing its duty in the brain. It's as plain as a nose on your face to fix. So, much suffering can be prevented when you work on cause rather than effect. Within the last year, I had a call from a medical doctor who had done a test on a two-year-old baby. The first question I asked after he read the lab test numbers to me was, does this baby have seizures? No, said the mother. I then said the baby is in the zone for seizures, and since it does not have seizures, I don't see what the problem is. The baby has convulsions, the mother replied. I said a convulsion and a seizure. It's the same seizure. It's the same thing. The problem with the baby is low blood sugars. I knew it was that and for the baby to have seizures. But if she wants to call it a convulsion, then it's a convulsion. Most all babies that have convulsions, the problem is low blood sugar. The quickest way to bring a baby out of the convulsions is to place a little honey in its mouth. And in one minute, it will be out of the convulsions. The modern tests that doctors do on blood chemistry for low blood sugar and even the glucose tolerance tests are very difficult to locate low blood sugar and the blood sugar problems. The glucose tolerance test is only at its best 50% accurate and that misses it by a lot, too far for safety. There are those who have said it misses it by 85% of the time. The very first RBTI test will denote if there is a low blood sugar problem. For 23 hours and 55 minutes of a day, the blood sugar may be perfectly normal. But for the next five minutes, the blood sugar may drop too low and the person feels like he's going to die or may have a blackout. It is one of the worst feelings in the world and by the time he can get to a doctor, the doctor can find nothing wrong because the adrenaline glands have started to flow 
and the blood sugar is back to normal, and the doctor says it's all in your head. It was all in the head, but the doctor didn't find out the cause for it. In low blood sugar, the blood does not take enough oxygen to the brain, and it was in the head. I have had people with low blood sugar that would go into a coma at any time of the day or night, and the doctors knew nothing to do about it. In a matter of two or three weeks with an individually made diet, we would have them completely free of the low blood sugar problem. Low blood sugar is caused by the pancreas manufacturing too much insulin. There are foods that cause the pancreas to manufacture and flush too much insulin. So the doctors take patients off of all sweets and carbohydrates because they have found some whose pancreas flushes because they use certain sweeteners or carbohydrates. Then they put them on an all-protein diet, which raises the urea, causes them to be more tired, puts them in the zone for pectoris heart attack, and therefore robbing Peter to pay Paul. The patient won't die at the moment, but probably will die much earlier with pectoris heart attack. Mm. This type of person must be in a retreat and each day have a given diet. And each day the medical doctor on the staff serving that patient can tell them by the diet they had the day before which carbohydrate has caused the pancreas to flush or which carbohydrate caused it not to flush. Then the patient is taken off those carbohydrates that cause the pancreas to flush. They no longer have low blood sugar. It is just as simple as that. But these tests are the only tests that can detect every stage of high and low blood sugar and are accurate. Oh, wow. So, uh, too much protein can make you very tired as it raises the urea too high, makes your heart pound. And if you have low blood sugar problems, it can be a particular carbohydrate that's causing your pancreas to flush. And if you can locate that carbohydrate and get rid of it, you will no longer have low blood sugar. It's simple. It just sounds wonderful to locate that. Um, there are people who have other problems besides low blood sugar problems. They may have the low blood sugar and may have a very high urea. The diet for the very high urea and the low blood sugar are opposite. There's no way to handle this kind of problem without having the person in a place where they can be tested two or three times a day so that blackouts or seizures can be prevented. It can only, it only takes about two weeks to correct this kind of a condition. I wish it were possible for us to give everyone a diet so no one would need to go to a retreat. It's not possible because of the necessity of running a test many times a day. The American Medical Association often complains about the prices that are charged in the retreats for services that we give on a diet. Um, the prices are about the same as staying in an A-class hotel. This price is the total cost of all tests, dietary aids, and diets. The hospital rates generally start at $75 a day for room only, besides the doctor fee and other tests that are made. In one Los Angeles, California hospital that I was in this past year for 12 days, my room rate was $350 a day. Of course, that was this was a long time ago. So you can imagine what they are now. But Now, who is giving the ripoff? The medical doctors in the hospitals? Or are we in the retreat with the health message as written in the Bible? We're not running hospitals. We're not running drug centers. We're running seminars in which we teach the health message as written in the Bible. We're not treating disease. We're teaching people how to live without drugs and to live healthy. Many people are coming to spas and retreats because drugs have failed to get them well. Operations have failed to get them well. Many of those coming are young people, some just children. 
As a means of last resort, they search out any place where they have hope, where they can get encouragement. They're disenchanted, disappointed, brokenhearted over brainwashed ideas of what drugs can do. The drug establishment is trying to make people stay on drugs, even when medical many medical doctors know that no drug can heal. Medicine is the practice of drugs. It is not a food. In fact, many doctors poo-poo the idea of food having anything to do with a person being in the best of health. Therefore, when I am accused of practicing medicine without a license on a subject that is poo-pooed by the drug establishment, it proves I'm not practicing medicine without a license. I'm practicing drugless therapy, and medicine is the practice of drug therapy. If you wish to get well on drugs, I have no objection. If you wish to get well by the use of God's plan of a better diet, I have no objection. Or the use of both drugs and food. But I do maintain that this is America. That you have freedom of choice to choose the way and to whom you should go with your health problems. You should have the right to choose if you're carried to the cemetery. Young or live in the young or live in the best of health to a ripe old age. Anything less than this is a tyranny. That's the end of chapter 13. Next week, chapter 14, obesity. All right, thank you for joining me today, brothers and sisters. I'll see you in the morning if you're joining me for meditational. God bless you today.